welcome to the Empath and the Narcissist podcast, where you regain your sparkle back after narcissistic abuse. I am your host, Raven Scott, a trauma-informed spiritual mentor, certified meditation teacher, and human design expert. I'm empowering empaths in recovery and healing from narcissistic abuse, childhood trauma through human design, self-care, mindfulness advice, and expert interviews. Subscribe now. This is season five, episode 81, the full moon in Sagittarius and how the human design gates will affect your energy this weekend. Welcome dear empaths. I know all of us are healing from narcissistic abuse. We are diving into our human design charts. And so I wanted to bring you a little special episode here this Saturday to talk about the full moon in Sagittarius. I have a stellium in Sagittarius personally, so this really is something special to me. I really feel it. I feel the wild horses. They are coming. They are kicking up their heels and they are running through with this expansion of a full moon. So this full moon is occurring on June 4th, this Saturday, and in some parts of the world it's occurring on the 3rd. So the full moon in Sagittarius, for those listening, is over in the ninth house, currently in Sagittarius, across from Gemini. And the ninth house is the house of exploration, of expansion, elevated studies, expansion of the mind, as well as travels, which is perfect for Sagittarius. Sagittarius feels exalted in this house because It's all about traveling and adventures. Sagittarius loves a good adventure. And sometimes to other people's detriment where they feel like they have to have an adventure at all costs, no matter if it puts the people with them in an uncomfortable situation. But we have it here at 13 degrees in Sagittarius. And I think it's a really beautiful full moon. I think it's going to bring up a lot of emotions that may have been kind of shoved under the rug for you. It's fiery. Sagittarius is a fire element. So I think and I feel like you're going to be feeling like, when is this full moon over? Uh, I know for me personally and in my house, it's been building. It's building up. It's building up. Like we're already experiencing fiery emotions in our house. And I'm like, oh my gosh, the full moon is going to be huge. (laughs) Just buckle up. Like I'm prepared for it already. It's going to take lots of deep breaths and take some walks outside, do a lot of self-care so that I can not explode because I have an open solar plexus center. I don't want to amplify the fiery emotions of little egos because I have children in my house. I want to be able to just hold space, root, and anchor. And we're going to talk about how to anchor in today's episode as well, talking about the gate where the, the earth is at in the chart. So let's dive into the chart. You're listening to this episode. You can click the link in the show notes. I'll have the chart in a blog on the website so you can take a look at the chart. It will be really fascinating to look at as you start to dive in and deeply study the human design charts. So this energy, I've cast the human design chart for June 3rd at 2143. 
So this is the time that it will be occurring. This is universal standard time. It's a little bit tricky with the timing because this will be like the evening time for us and early wee hours in the morning for those of you who are in Europe, in the UK. So this chart, as you can see, the type, it is manifester. So we have a lot of manifester energy. It has an open sacral. This current full moon is kind of like a lot of bursts of energy and then a lot of rest. What do we do when we have a full moon? We rest. You stop and rest. Stop and just chill. Stop pushing. And what we do in our empath healing community is we do a journal in our membership and burn release ritual. So take the time to stop whatever you're doing, to rest, maybe veg, take a walk out in nature, turn off your devices, and journal out what is really bothering you. What is this emotion that is firing and flaming up? And take it as, instead of pushing it away and trying to put it out, put it out on paper. Remove these emotions from your energy body and put it out on paper and write it out and just cleanse yourself of it. And then what you do, which is perfect for this full moon, is you burn it safely. You take that paper, you put it in the fireplace or a stainless steel pot and you transmute those energies and you burn it. And this really is a perfect ritual for Sagittarius because it is a fire energy. So you're using fire to burn away just another layer of the hurt, another layer of the pain, of the injustice, of the anger, of the confusion. Just burn it all away and it really will be a beautiful time for you to, to it'll be powerful. You really won't have that feeling in your body anymore. It'll just be released. It'll be transmuted. And it's extremely, extremely powerful. So we have the sun in gate 35. Gate 35 is the gate of change. And it what that means is that this is a final expression of an experiential energy. So this experiential energy is important to take a look at. Gate 35 is in the throat. And so it, it's in Gemini. Gemini is the talker. Chit-chatting, talking, communicating, writing, publishing, reading, studying, investigating, all of the things that have to do with the mind and talking and information, Gemini loves to talk about. And so with it being in this, at the throat, the gate 35 is all about change. Like, what are you talking about? You're talking about what you've learned from your past, AKA, IE, in, you know, all the red flags that you missed, that you experienced, and now you see, and you're assimilating it into your consciousness and going, oh, okay, that was a red flag, and I'm not gonna miss it again. It's really like the conclusion of all your experiences that you've learned and now you're assimilating them into your lessons, into your brain and saying, okay, I got this. This is the lesson. I'm going to learn from it and I'm going to grow from it. And when you have a growth mindset, you can have the opportunity to sit with your emotions, to evaluate what you experienced 
and then have this ability to assimilate it. So my question to you with this sun in gate 35, as we have this full illumination of the moon, the moon is reflecting the sun in gate five. What are you, like, what is concluded? What have you learned? You feel like you're in the final lesson of it. And now what are you assimilating into your new routines? Maybe it is a new uh, thought pattern. Maybe it is a new boundary. Maybe it's that one final piece as I had that you just had to have some phrases. I'll just give you a story. I feel like I've told the story multiple times, but I'll just tell it one more time to just as the gate 35 is saying to finally move through it, speak about it and assimilate the lessons that I've learned from it. So I recently experienced a very mind-boggling interaction with someone who I do know has tendencies to be very self-centered. We'll just say that. And she caught me off guard. And a few days after certain plans didn't go her way, she called me up and was saying, you know, I'm really busy. I have responsibilities, yada, yada. And I was like, already she's deflecting whatever she's going to say, like onto me. Like somehow it's my fault. And so she kind of was explaining that and kind of saying, well, moving forward, I just really need you to tell me if change plans right away. And in this scenario, it wasn't like it was a set change of plans. Everything was open-ended anyways. So I should have said, and it did run through my mind, but for me, when I get faced with these really uncomfortable conversations that catch me off guard, which nar narcissists typically do, or they'll wake you up from a sleep and you're really tired and you don't know what to do or say because you're exhausted. They do that on purpose, by the way. They catch you at your weakest. I should have said, I fail to see how this is my problem because it really was not my problem. And after thinking and regurgitating and assimilating it, I was like, this is not my problem. Whatever happened over at your household, I... I did not set up any expectations that something was going to happen. This was open-ended. This was no commitment. This was a maybe. Uh, that's my first phrase that I've assimilated from this experience is I fail to see how this is my problem. And I'm going to memorize this and I'm going to use it. My next one I'm going to memorize and use next time. I feel like a deer in the headlights and I have nothing to say. I'm going to regurgitate what they just told to me. And I will say next time. Will you fill in the blank, inform me of any plans changed or opportunities or whatever, communicate what's happening in the morning right away. My next one, or fill in the blank of whatever they're asking you to do. Next time, how about you also do that, not just me? And then my last one, I think is the most simple and easiest one to say and memorize and to retrieve when you're in that deer in the headlights moment with a narcissist is I'll think about it. That's it. I'll think about it because at the moment you can't process what is happening because they've blindsided you by some crazy left field curveball of a statement or a request that you kind of don't know where the heck it's coming from. It's out of context and it's out of context because it has nothing to do with you. It is not your problem. You did not 
do anything wrong. They are just skirting the responsibilities and the blame onto you to assert themselves emotionally to feel comfortable with themselves or say that they did something to their partner and say, oh yeah, I fixed the problem. I told her to do this. The problem really was you need to take responsibility for your own actions, but they're not going to do that as a narcissist, right? So I'll think about it is a really, really good thing to say because you don't want to say and just agree with them and be like, yeah, sure. I'll do that for you. Like you're doing them a favor when really you Again, this is not your problem. You didn't do anything wrong. I'll think about it. That's what I'm going to say. I'll think about it. And then the next question I want to ask you for you to contemplate on is what is going on right now that you would like to change? For me, it's those three phrases. I really, every single time I hate it, I freeze in the deer in the headlights and I want to change. What is going on right now that you would like to change? That's your question. And journal about it. Think about it right now. Use that assimilation for the sun in gate 35. Now the moon itself and the earth are in gate 5. I don't know if I can zoom in on this chart anymore. Let's see if that reflected anything. Oh yeah, it did. This is so exciting. I love technology. Okay, so gate five is in the sacral down here. Gate five is the gate of patterns. Rhythmic, sacral, waiting and responding. Now, if you are a generator or a manifesting generator, you know that your strategy is to wait to respond so with this being in the sacral, it's related to work or, you know, a sexual activity. This is the where the ovaries are and all of the things, the sacral. So a rhythmic waiting, right? Waiting for the right timing and then responding is going to get you some amazing fiery action in bed or amazing work done. And again, this is a manifester type energy. So we're going to have quick fire, like quick, rapid igniting of something, initiating of something, then to steer the course for us either back on course or maybe a bit distracted, like we'll talk about in just a second. So my question for you is with this moon, the moon is our illumination, the mirror, the earth, the earth is what grounds us. So if we have this grounding energy in gate five of patterns and rhythms, that to me sounds like really tuning into nature. So right now, the rule with the full moon is you pause and you rest because you're probably feeling very tired right now. This is what happens. Everything swells, the water swells, everything gets really big and bloated and illuminated. Now's the time to rest. Tune into the flow of nature. Tune into what the moon is doing, what the tides are doing. And yeah, develop your daily rhythm. And then what do you need to do to honor yourself and then the people around you? Because we cannot help anybody or fix it. We can't fix anybody, but we can't help anybody, our children, you know, emotionally, uh, partners or ourselves until we help ourselves. It starts from the inside and it overflows and it pours out. 
So as I've mentioned, this energy is a manifestor energy and really it's to inform. That's the strategy. So in this full moon, if something's coming up, use I statements and inform. Use I statements and say, I am feeling really tired. <clears throat> I am feeling like I need to go take a nap. I am feeling like I need to take a walk out in nature. Whatever it is, take a, a Epsom salt bath inform and then take action to do what you need to do to nurture yourself. Now I wanted to talk a little bit about this channel that is appearing. Uh, here we have 35 from the throat to 36 in the solar plexus. This is connected. So this creates a channel we call it when two centers are connected with the solid colored in line. And this channel, I won't get into the details of the colors of that, but the transitoriness, this is the channel of transitoriness. It's essentially a manifesting generator type of energy where it bounces back and forth, this to that, bright shiny object, oop, let's go over here, bright shiny object, boop, let's go over there. You are boarded, you're jaded, like the emotion is boredom and jaded. So there might be something, like I was just saying, that might distract you off your course, might distract you away from where you need to go. Maybe that is a new love bombing episode. Maybe that is your ex reaching out to you. It's a bright, shiny object. It's something that you wished for because you're missing them and longing for them. But don't be distracted by this boredom. Don't be distracted by this new, shiny object stay the course. The grass is not greener on the other side. The narcissist will not change even though they say. The narcissist will not and cannot actually even if they wanted to change overnight. It would take years and years of erasing all of the negative narratives. We call them mirror neurons. These are subconscious patterns that we do and that we say we just click into them automatically and the mirror neurons are take a lot of effort a lot of therapy a lot of work a lot a lot to rewrite so to, to make a promise to somebody that you've changed already or that you will change and just come on back to me I miss you that's just a bright shiny object that's not a real solid proof of any change. It's just the shiny object. And as we know, and we've experienced your empaths that time and time again, they cannot fulfill the promise when you, the comfortable thing is there. Narcissists have to be outside of their comfort zone for anything to shift and change. Back to our chart. So I wanted to talk just a bit about two planets that are playing a really big role right now. Jupiter rules Sagittarius. It also rules the ninth house. And so I, if I'm correct, again, I'm not an astrologer, but I've done a lot of studying of astrology to understand how to read human design charts. I think, maybe I'm wrong, but if it's all about travel, I would think that Jupiter also rules the ninth house. Anyways, it's all about expansion, right? Expansion of the mind, expansion of finances, expansion of anything, right? It's like a multiplier, a big balloon. And so we have it in gate 27, which is here in the sacral. 
<clears throat> really tiny there <clears throat> in the sacral. This is in the sacral again, it's all about work. So it feels like, as it's called, responsibility. The responsibility, this is a kind of a, a doing energy of making sure that the tribe is well fed and the people are nourished and the standards are carried out. But you cannot force someone else to evolve. And that's really what I pulled out of this gate and in information was that, you know, for us empaths, we always feel like, oh, well, there's hope, right? Especially if we have a lot of Sagittarius in our chart or for feeling the fire of Sagittarius right now, there's so much hope. There's so much expansion. Like, why can't they just change? Or I know they can change. All they have to do is this. But that means that they have to do it. And who can we control? We only can control ourselves. So we cannot force someone else to evolve. We can speak up and we can use this energy of expansion and responsibility to speak up for what is right, to support those who need help in their cause, like trying to pass different bills and rights to make sure that children are not forced to go back to their abusive parents, something new that I've just learned, called reunification camp. Sounds horrible. It sounds almost illegal, but somehow these things are happening to people and children being brainwashed and gaslit by the therapist and the abusive parent that that didn't happen. You're just a re rebellious child and you need to, you know, shape up and go back to, you know, your parents' house who abuses you. But they don't say that. They that but that's the reality. So you have a lot of this still going on. So I feel like this is not right for the tribe. This is not right for the children and we need to tune into the responsibility to uphold or speak out that this is wrong and there should be laws passed and changes in the system to be made, especially regarding emotional abuse and coercive control, getting those passed to recognize those in the court of law because that's still very hard to prove and very hard to, to get through when you're in those cases. I'm sure some of you know exactly what I'm talking about listening right now where it's such a battle. So I see it as that. This is the time that we can really see that expansion. Now Uranus is going to shake things up. There may be something in your life where things need to split apart. The foundation needs to be shaken and broke. You know, unfortunately, there may be something really difficult or shocking or tragic that happens in the relationship with whomever you're with you think may be a narcissist and then boom there they go there's the proof your foundation has been shook you have been awakened to the fact that yes quite in fact they are a narcissist and I do need to leave file for divorce or figure out how to get out of this situation so Uranus is here for you actually in gate 23 of assimilation to bring in new awareness new thoughts to see the big picture, to see what is wrong with the situation that no one else sees. No one else will see what is wrong, but you will. And you'll feel like the black sheep 
you'll feel like the odd one out and you feel like you're going crazy because you're the only one who has this new awareness or we call it sometimes in the spiritual world a new download and it's it's just all about waiting to be asked for your insights but you know in your heart and you know in your mind you're like I know what I need to do and that's all that matters you don't need to tell the world everything but wait to be asked for those insights by the right person and that's really what I see here in the chart I'm going to conclude there and just with sharing with you one closing affirmation from Karen Curry my greatest strength is my ability to be still and to wait to be asked to share the vision that I hold I stand with great confidence in my knowingness and I trust that I know and hold the intention to create dynamic change for my own good and for the greater good of the whole dynamic change that is what Uranus wants and is shaking up the foundations of dynamic change especially as Pluto is shifting from Capricorn into Aquarius we'll go back a little bit in Capricorn of the structures and the corporations but back up into Aquarius of the people so it's so exciting to see and this energy is amazing. I really think it's here to support us. And I hope that that was your takeaway from this episode today. Make sure that you have joined our Empath Healing Community. I'll be emailing out that full moon journal and release on the full moon on Saturday. So you have that to practice. You can practice it a few days after as well. It's still very potent in the waxing period. So make sure you sign up to the Empath Healing Community to receive your free full moon ritual. And I'll email that out to everybody Saturday. Now that you have your free human design chart that I've emailed you, and if not, definitely grab that uh, by signing up the form at ravenscott.show. How do you dive deeper? How do you understand the chart? I just showed you a chart as well. And you're like, I don't know exactly what she's saying, but I'm listening to learn, right? And that's perfectly fine. So sometimes you just want to dive deep into your chart and know everything, but that does cost thousands of dollars in individual readings, which is totally fine if you have it. And I'm happy to do that. But if you're like me, there's only so much information that you can absorb in one session. So with the Empath Healing membership, you gain personalized on-demand videos curated for you and your fellow members to understand your unique chart. As you directly email me your questions, I will create videos to answer them and I'll email them directly to you. Then you also gain monthly healing group circles and coaching to cleanse your aura and harness your moon magic and you gain access to the full library of narc abuse, healing information, human design library, and guided meditations. All of this you receive for the cost of only $34 a month to join the Empath Healing membership now at ravenscott.show or the link is in the show notes.